Welcome back to the Co-op Cast. Uh, I'm here with you guys, the Baron72, here with Carter CDC and Soy Sauce. We're happy to be back with you guys with another Player 4 episode. And we're here, this is a actually really exciting episode for us. We have a guest that we don't aren't normally affiliated with. Not family, not somebody that we know very well. Um, his name's Andrew here. Say hi, Andrew. Yeah, I'll introduce myself. So my name is Andrew, born and raised in Los Angeles, California. I uh, lived here until I was about 18, went to school down in LA, moved to Arizona for a couple of years and recently came back because of the whole COVID pandemic. Um, let's see, I was pretty big into esports for quite a while. Now my hobbies have kind of transitioned um, back into investing. I did a lot of it when I was younger um, in the stock market and stuff like that, and uh, as well as playing a little bit of RuneScape. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so before we get too far into this, we just want to kind of tell how we met and how we like started <laughs> interacting and wanted to talk. Um, so if you play RuneScape, and I know Ryan listens once in a while, and he'll appreciate this. Uh, one of our past guests for you, Andrew. Gotcha, gotcha. That episode, um, we were just barbarian fishing, and I literally just shouted out to everybody. He's like, who here likes golf? And Andrew here started talking back to me and we just started chit-chatting back and forth and eventually started talking about the podcast and here we are just playing RuneScape, couple bros playing RuneScape. Now we're recording together. <laughs> I think that's go. hilarious. I think it's hilarious because like I've played RuneScape a lot in my life and I've talked to a lot of people, but like it's never gone this far to be able to like do something like this with someone that you meet on a game like RuneScape. So I think that's just awesome, especially with Barbarian Fishing, because it's just a good time there. And it's just funny that you can just bump into anyone there. It's so true. You know, when I was like doing esports pretty heavy, one thing I noticed was that collaborations were far and few in between. And it was so unfortunate because there's some really cool people out there, but people do get egos really quickly because, you know, they see their live stream numbers go up or, you know, they win a certain match and they just get these egos. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw, when I saw you guys, you know, doing this type of podcast and when he, you know, was like, I guess, advertising it in a sense, um, it was cool because he just, you know, plain and simple, no ego, no nothing. Just, hey, like, you ever watch any podcasts? You should totally check this out. And okay, why not? You know, I'm not doing anything. I'm fishing a barbarian village, like, <laughs> the fuck, wherever it is. I don't know if it's Barb's village, but um, yeah. And so it kind of came about and sure enough, that's now we're here, right? What is it, a day later? That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Literally a day later. <laughs> For sure, man. Um, so when we were talking with you, we were just wanting to, like, you You just seemed really ready to go and everything like that. And it made me, like, excited to record this. And I just wanted to ask you, first thing, right out the gate, like, what made you want to record with us? Honestly, so that interaction at Barbarian Fishing was pretty sweet. I saw you seize the opportunity. And there's not a lot of people like that out there. You know, you just seize the opportunity to advertise your podcast, you know, no shame about it. Just very plain and simple, ego free. And I was like, you know what? I fuck with that energy. And for some reason I was like, Hey, you know, like I, that was something that esports was lacking a lot. And it's cool to see that someone in the RuneScape community was out there just trying to push this cool stuff. And so for me, I respect that, you know, I respect that kind of grind. It's a very casual grind. It's just something that, you know, you're enjoying something you're doing and you're just slightly advertising it. And so it made me like, oh, I'm kind of interested. Like, what are these guys actually about? You know, what, you know, I, I when I, after watching kind of your, 
your podcast and getting to know you guys for the past couple of minutes, hearing about your guys' stories a little bit. Um, it was cool. And so the more that I got to know your podcast, and I actually watched a couple more, um, the more I got to know you guys' personalities, and that's when I was more incentivized to continue reaching out. And I, I, I don't really have a direct answer other than it was an ego-free thing, and I, I fuck with people like that. Well, I, I'm interested in your esports because I know you've said it a few times as we were talking before we began, and I'm just interested, you know, what, what exactly have you done or what have you been involved with with that? Sure. I originally started back in, I don't know, the days of like middle school with my friends just playing Call of Duty for fun. I think most people did that probably, um, oh, yeah. friends and family and, uh, you know, trash talking here and there. And uh, it kind of just turned into wanting to play with better people which turned into just playing with competitive players. And then that turned into, oh, you know, to get to more serious level. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like optic and all that, like you mm -hmm. got to kind of yeah. pay to play in a sense. Um, and so eventually being able to find that money, getting sponsorships, building content creators around myself, like live streamers and YouTubers and just being around that whole world really, um, it really made me feel alive, especially while I was young, you know, um, and so going through that whole journey was really, really fun. And um, throughout the entire time, you know, casually playing video games too, and sometimes even competing like in Fortnite and stuff like that, Valorant a little bit. Um, but it kind of brings it around full circle. And that's kind of, I, I don't, I, I guess that's just kind of like the history, you know, competing in COD tournaments, competing in Fortnite tournaments with people. We had a team house at one point, which is really cool. Um, like a content Sick. team house. And So, you, uh, so you're saying yeah. yourself was a player? Like you played? I played, I didn't play on my team. My players are obviously better than myself. Um, but there are some definitely Fortnite events where okay. I placed pretty well. Like, I wouldn't say like top five, but I think we placed like top 30. Me and like one of my, one of my buddies. So I definitely wasn't bad, but I wasn't like best in the world or anything personally. Gotcha. So like how big were the teams that you, because I'm assuming since you saved my players, you managed the teams and things like that. Yeah, we um our Fortnite team was by far the best. We had some people that were getting, you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year just playing. Um, and that was like their prize winnings. Um, I think probably like I mean, I don't wanna like come to you guys with a bragging point, but our stream roster was like my favorite part of the org because I personally loved streaming at the time and mm -hmm. we had some very successful streamers um who were, you know, doing it full time and had some serious connections within the within the industry and it made a lot of things possible. It made a lot of money come in. Um, and I'm not necessarily focused on money, but it made, you know, the money brings opportunities and that brings long sponsorships and being yeah. able to go to something like a TwitchCon or uh, back when like there were the Call of Duty events, like going to Anaheim and stuff like that and having not only people recognize you, but being able to wear like a sponsor's name on your jersey and just walking around, it, it brings about a different kind of feeling and it's definitely a feeling of happiness and pride. Um, but unfortunately, and this is something I actually wanted to talk to you guys about, and I was going to surprise you with this, uh, there was a downfall to it all. And I don't know if you guys are interested in hearing about that. Um, Definitely. Sure, man. Go ahead. I was, uh, how old was I? I think I was 20. And I was on top of the world, right? Like I was, my players were winning. My streamers were getting tons of viewers, like in the hundreds, if not thousands of viewers, like sponsors left and right. And money was flowing in. And all of a sudden, I made a mistake. I had, we had already established a Fortnite team house. It was in Virginia on like zero ping. Um, and I was trying to expand the content side. My mistake was that 
I was still in negotiations with the house, um, with the, with my real estate agent, um, in order to get the house. And I had claimed online that I actually owned it. That was my crucial mistake. I ended up getting severely, I guess, cancel cultured, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, overnight, like this dude had posted these videos about me and I mean, there's tons of, you know, lies in these videos just to try and tear me down. But the one, the one truth was that I had made that mistake. Um, and because of that, the entire empire fell apart and it was crazy. It was overnight. Um, and then I tried to rebuild it. I took my time, you know, to really reestablish trust with individuals who were questioning my methods versus what he was saying about me. Um, and all of a sudden one day overnight, this, I guess, hacker dude gave me a call, just randomly called me up on my phone. I answered, I was like, hello. It was like an area code from my location for where I live. I was like, hello. He's like, Hey, if you don't want me to release your docs, which is all your personal information, then, uh, you know, basically do what I say. And I was like, who the fuck is this? Like, fuck off, you know, hang yeah. up next day, wake up. All these people are tweeting at me. It's my, my personal social security number, all my bank accounts, info, my parents, all their stuff. Like I'm talking amounts, credit cards, numbers, everything like that, all posted online. Oh man, my heart fucking sank. And because of that, of course I had to go back to my parents and tell them they're pissed. They're like, fuck this shit. Like get off the internet. Initial reaction, a little bit of a, you know, I guess just over dramatization, but um, what ended up happening was that hacker, he had seen these this charity like live stream I had done. I don't know if you know the porn star um Mia Malkova. Um, no. So, no. okay, well I did this charity live stream and she had directed a lot of attention towards it and we got it trending on Twitter. And as a result, this hacker <laughs> had seen it and he was just having fun. You know, he's just like he wanted a shout out. And that was kind of his payment for him to take down my information offline. And so what this guy didn't realize was that I went back to my investors and I told them what exactly had happened because I didn't want their information out there as well. Um, and, you know, I ended up giving him a shout out, but at that point it was too late. And so everything kind of fell apart. And so one of the topics that I'd suggested for everyone listening right now to these guys that I wanted to talk about was what life was like after esports as well. Um, and how people can build beyond that. Because there's a lot of pro players out there who, you know, they'll make their 10, 20, 30 grand or whatever, 50 grand a year, um, but it's not sustainable. Everyone's reaction time slows down. You know, people don't necessarily maintain the same audience or the same donations on their streams forever. Um, and so that's kind of the story that leads to where I'm at right now in life, if that makes sense. Um, so yes, those things did happen to me. You know, they were a little bit of a emotional roller coaster. I was a little bit, um, down i was very down for a while very depressed um but it's kind of like you know life is very good now you know I, i've learned a lot i've reflected a lot on that so i'm gonna pass it back to you i don't know what direction you want to take it but that's kind of my story with esports and gaming and i still have a lot of friends in it and it's it was good to me but it was also very very nasty to me so yeah oh man that's crazy i mean thank you for sharing your story about that but for sure. uh, i just was a little confused at the beginning. Uh, sure. I just wanted to know exactly what your position was. You were like, how high of a position were you? Because it sounds like you were in some sort of like a management position. Yeah, I was like the C the CEO and CEO and founder, like the creator. Um, my organization was called Regal. It was called um, Regal. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, 
me and a couple of buddies made it and then they ended up kind of dipping out very early on okay um, just to focus on real life things one of them got married one of them wanted to go be a bodybuilder and so it was kind of left with me um, if that makes okay. sense no that's really interesting uh what year did you uh start that all 2014 2014 september of 2014 oh man dang that's barely getting out of high school <laughs> <laughs> so that's crazy i admire your ambition man it's pretty cool they like just yeah, go out and that. get stuff done Gotta i feel like a lot of the world. right yeah man i feel like a lot of people right everyone kind of wants their voice out they want to like do what they want and it's it's and a lot of people are scared to do so and i think it's admirable that you just went you we all served missions and me and carter act me and colin served ours in uh arizona and uh let, you know where you were and uh there's a there's a saying that we always say of, of send it just like send it just do full it. send it baby yeah full send it <laughs> <laughs> yes sir <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate that. And honestly, I didn't want to come on here and only share my story just to have it be depressed in a sense. Um, I've shared my story with other people and other podcasts and stuff like that, but I wanted it to be an uplifting thing, if that makes sense. Like I really yeah. want to wanted it to focus on the future is very, very bright, if that makes sense. Because it seems like you've done a, uh, quite a bit more than like what I could even think of inside of the gaming area, because with our podcast our main focus is basically just like casual gamers coming in, listening yeah. and stuff. And it's really cool to be able to see the other side of it and everything like that. Cause you did mention like optic and things like that. And I'm an avid like watcher of optic. I probably tune in once a month just to see how things are going and stuff. And it's really yeah. cool to see somebody on the other side to be able to, to relate that to. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a bigger, I'd say I'm a bigger supporter of phase. I know a lot of the phase guys, I don't know anyone in optic, unfortunately never have, gotcha. um, but I support optic. I mean, you know, optic forever. Optic's a fucking legendary <laughs> team. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just that's that's the YouTube channel I watched in high school. That was the that was the team to watch for me. So oh, yeah, that's why I've always watched them. Little that's scumper cool. jumper. That's awesome. He's really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, so how big were the teams that you say are you saying you're kind of over? Your CEO over? Because like with you saying Regal, I don't recognize that name straight off the top of my head. So it's not quite as big sure. as like Optic and Phase. Like, how big were they? We were very large in games that you probably didn't follow, like Gears of War. We had, um, let's see, at our peak, we were the fifth best team in the entire league, in like the World League. Um, we were the yeah. arguably best team in Europe. It was always us and another team. So that was Gears of War. Fortnite, I mean, we were competing regularly anywhere from like top three placements to, I mean, sometimes like obviously in the 20s or whatever. Um, we had a CSGO team in the Mountain Dew League. I don't know if you're familiar um i guess it goes like i forgot what it's called like the pro league basically like the top of the top then there's one more and then i believe it's the mountain dew league um and so it's still a paid league it's sponsored by mountain dew um and the players are paid for wins and stuff like that and it's live streamed and all that but um you know it, it, and then we had like cod players go to events and stuff like that um actually i do know a former optic member he was on one of our cod teams i don't know if you know mochila um his name's steve he's actually one of my good friends mm -hmm. now but he played on Optic, and then he ended up playing Call of Duty for us, um, along with a couple other cool people. We unfortunately didn't do as good as I'd like to have seen us do in like Call of Duty. Um, but like I said, we were mainly focused on live streaming. We really were. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, sponsors were brand new to esports, these uh, endemic and non-endemic brands. And live streaming, in my opinion, at that time, now it's different, 
but at that time my opinion was that live streaming was like the way to go if that makes sense right would you say call of duty would be like one of the hardest games to go pro in because i think we've talked a bit about that in the past on some previous episodes of like just the whole pro scene in call of duty i would say league of legends for the top 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 of the top yeah call of duty is very difficult uh after kind of experiencing that, and I don't mean to cause any hate here, the the competitors at the top of Call of Duty, again, no hate here, in my opinion, are kind of like drug addicts, right? They pop lots of Adderall. They are competing at that level where every single player is like that. I wish they would roll out drug tests. I feel like Call of Duty would be more relatable in that sense, like the very mm-hmm. top players. But I can't imagine it being healthy. So in a, in a sense, yes, if your body can handle that and you can go through that and be traveling and be practicing 10 hours a day and be really competing with that much Adderall in your system, then mm. yeah, I would say Call of Duty is definitely up there. Um, but I'm sure every pro player of every game who's at the top is like that. So in a sense, maybe, yeah, maybe Call of Duty is the hardest. I, I wouldn't disagree with that statement. I'd also say that League of Legends is pretty difficult to get up there with. Mm-hmm. Dota. Like would that. you say would you say it's just the sheer number of people trying to become like pro in a, in a game is what makes it hard or is it really the skill this is going to be an interesting answer but i would say it's connections i really would because if you can get in the right circles it's it's one of those things where you surround yourself with people who you want to be like and so if you're surrounding yourself with people like scumpy and stuff like that you're going to play to that level yeah you might be a little bit worse um but you're going to see your skill jump from everyone, like the average 99% to like up there. And I've seen that so many times where even in Fortnite, because I was like, I mean, I'm 23 now. Like at the time when I first started playing, I was probably 21. Like my reaction time is slower than these 13 year old cracked out kids. But because I was constantly playing with my pro players, I was at that level, if that makes sense. So it really is about all about who you surround yourself with and who you're practicing with. Um, and those pro players are smart. They know how to get in certain they know how to get you in conversations. They know how to get you in, like for Call of Duty, they know how to get you into, in front of people, like in front of team captains and stuff like that to really get you picked up. If that makes Does that, make, that makes a lot of sense? Because I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm a Radiant-like player in Valorant, but these guys make me a silver because I have to play with them every time. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, man. <laughs> this brings me down. I could be pro or not, but. You carry one match. <laughs> the other thing that I would say, I'll try to keep it brief here, but is your your mental, like not necessarily your mental health, but the way that you see things. In my experience, I saw a lot of pro players perform the same amount of repetitions, right? They kill just as many people in Call of Duty. They know the maps just like the back of their hand. And it's all about the mental health and the way that you see yourself. And so one example of that was I had this kid, um, his name is Stan. And he was on, I'm still good friends with him, actually. He's, he's a lot younger than me. He's about 16 or 17 now. But this kid was just naturally gifted at video games. I'm talking like Radiant and Valorant. I'm talking like definitely could have qualified for the Fortnite World Cup. Like when this kid played Call of Duty, he dropped like, you know, 80, 90, 100 bombs on like Nuketown. Like every single thing he touched, he was gifted. But as soon as something tilted him, as soon as something wasn't perfect, that's it. Game over. The day was done, you know? On to the next day because fuck it, the whole tournament's over in his mind. And it was sad to see because, I mean, the kid was naturally gifted. So mindset and connections, you know, um, I think are really the most important there. And if you don't have those things, you can be the most talented individual in the world. But 
if you tilt at the slightest thing, you're, you're not going to go anywhere, you know? And I think a lot of modern day Olympians and athletes know that in, in a sense, you know? Yeah. If you see me and Carter laughing, I, I was just, uh, said, dang it, because I'm a very emotional person. So whenever something doesn't go my way, sometimes in video games, I get very angry. And those yeah. that listen to the podcast that have played with me, they understand. <laughs> so like, I would never be able to get up there because my mental is way off the charts. <laughs> hey, get in that Rocket League. Let's go, dude. <laughs> Man, that game's hard. I suck at that game. Oh, but it's so fun. <laughs> I've heard if you're good at it, it's fun. Like, I just don't understand the mechanics at all. I'm going to get it, but I don't get it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm with you. I put like 20 minutes into the game <laughs> on my Steam. <laughs> yeah, dude, I played like one game and I was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Touch the ball like twice. <laughs> <sighs> so we all we all talked about, just since we're all in the esports mood and things like that, um, we just talked about in the couple episodes ago, like what what video game we think we would go in if we were able to, like, excel in and rocket league was probably mine and carter said csgo what did you say again sawyer i said runescape oh yeah that's right (laughs) 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 um like if i was good enough i mean i love valorant and i'm pretty good at the game i don't know it's either that or fortnite i don't really know maybe fortnite honestly because pride pulls higher and the following is ridiculous seriously yeah probably go with that gotcha yeah if you've watched some of our game review on valorant and stuff we're we're all bought in on valorant so good answer (laughs) it's a great game man it really is amazing um we're literally bought in bought so many skins it's bad (laughs) (laughs) gonna go in debt lost what do they call those things like the little boxes you undo for skins or whatever like mystery box i don't know what they're called i never got into it but yeah loot box there you go yeah i hear a lot of people get roped into those and like addicted it's like gambling Mm. right yeah exactly i feel like overwatch is a big game that a lot of people get sucked into that with loot boxes yeah i had some friends who were very successful streamers who decided that they wanted to switch to overwatch and they love the game but their stream audience died unfortunately Mm. same with um uh destiny destiny was a big one for a while just people yeah, go ahead. Sorry. We've talked about it a little bit with because my brother really is big into Destiny, and we did a podcast episode with him. And he even says it's like it's just whenever they make an update, you're starting back at ground zero and have to grind your way back up. Like it isn't like progressive and whatnot. It, yeah, it's really like a new game is out, and you have to. If you don't make this game, you're 100 percent of the time you're not going to get anywhere in it, and so that's why I think it died in a lot of people's eyes. Is it wasn't a relevant game anymore because I can't keep up with the game. Yeah, I played like Destiny 1 for like, I don't know, a couple months and then I stopped. I went back to um, COD back then. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got to play the question. new COD. Yeah, what's up? I got a quick question for you. So with us being such a small channel and everything like that, and and we, uh, Sawyer here streams once in a while uh, based off of our channel. Um, being that you've talked about building streamers up and things like that, what what is some advice that you'd give to smaller streamers on how they could build their channel up quicker? I think most people confuse. I think most people invest in the wrong thing when it comes to streams. 
and I, I'm not here to judge you guys. I don't, I haven't studied. We do you it guys. for fun. So we do it for fun. Yeah. So we might yeah. not even take what you say in account no, yeah, because for we're sure. just going to do what we do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, you got to do you at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed though, a lot of people invest in the wrong things. They invest in these fancy equipments and fancy backgrounds. And I mean, to a certain extent I used to as well. Like when I streamed, yeah, it attracts people for all of like 10 seconds and they're like, all right, the streamer sucks. The number one thing that I would recommend to people that I see just not even with you guys, but just in general, people don't talk enough. They, the streamer is an entertainer, right? You go to like a live show or like a performance, yeah. like a comedy thing. Comedian's always talking. You know, the only breaks he has are to drink a sip of water while you're laughing. People don't talk enough. They get too focused in on the game they're playing or they don't show enough emotion with their speech. They're very much um, vanilla and just kind of monotone and talking like this. And hey, guys, how's it going? Hope you guys are doing good. I think that's the biggest mistake people make is that they really have to be an entertainer. And you can have the shittiest background. You could be the shittiest whatever. And I mean, you see people like Nick Merckx, you know, looking like soy sauce over here with his forehead like this. And I mean, this man's <laughs> pulling in hundreds of thousands of viewers and I don't even know how much he makes a month, maybe 500 grand and literally like snap back like that, like heads right here. Yeah. It's all about just how much energy you can bring to the table for people to be entertained. And I hate to say it like this, but I think the most successful streamers are naturals. I don't know how hard mm-hmm. it would be for the individual to kind of fake that, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So that's on Twitch. On YouTube, it's a little bit different. Yeah, there's things like clickbait and stuff like that. But I think too, just the energy you bring, the kind of vibe that you bring. And you know, I, I noticed with your guys' podcast, you don't use video and that's that's fine. Um, but uh, I noticed that there's a lot of podcasts out there to, that do. And so if you're going to have one that's without video, you need to kind of overcompensate um the voice part you know you need to be as interesting as possible and uh talk about very interesting things and stuff like that you know i don't I makes sense 100 makes mm-hmm. sense like those were all in the scope of like well probably i would think too it's just putting the time and effort is sometimes difficult with it too as well which makes sense like if you're going to do this and want a big following, you're going to have to put in time. Like you're going to have to put in time and effort. And Can I be honest with you about something? Up. One of my buddies, he puts in the time and the effort to grind out Fortnite videos. I'm not, I'm not going to say his name, um, yeah. but he, he really does. And his videos are good, but he never stops and thinks about what people actually care about. If that yeah. makes sense. His videos are good. They're funny but they're average, you know, they're, they're not, they don't stand out they're, he's not thinking outside of the box. And unfortunately I believe every idea today has been taken. And so unless if you're thinking outside of the box and just mixing it up, being wild, being different, you're just going to stay average, you know, and I'm not directing at you guys. I'm just saying in general for people, you know, for your viewers or whoever. And I saw some of the best YouTube success with my friend. Um, her name's Amesy. She's a, she's a streamer. And she blew up on TikTok. She's probably the person I've seen grow the fastest on TikTok and Twitch. I think she's over 600K on Twitch now in less than a year and over, I think, a mil on TikTok now in less than a year. And I knew this girl when she was tiny. I mean, she I was way bigger than her at the time. And she literally brought her entire energy to the table each stream. And she I feel so bad for this girl because she was always sick, right? She was always had a cold, always like lost her voice. But she'd be on the like stream just like yelling and screaming and laughing and like forcing herself to do this and because she was always overreacting to shit people really fell in love with her and now she's full-time streamer huge on tiktok 
TikTok's average like three to 400K views minimum. Same with Instagram, her streams, minimum a thousand viewers. I think she's pulling in over 20, 30K a month. So yeah, like you said, it is all about the time and the quality that you put into it, you know? Yeah. Then that's, that's what I was meaning by like the effort is yeah. we can sit here and talk really monotone and just talk like this the whole time and not, not have anything interesting to talk about. Like we've, I feel like there's something interesting here, but like, that's not going to be interesting to most viewers of all time. Right. That's just going to be interesting to the little following we have. And then whoever else wants to jump on and whatnot. But the the real effort is being able to be like that. What, what was her name again? Her name's Amy. 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 Being like her, being able to be, bring that energy and bring that effort while putting in her time. Cause that's really what it was. Right. Is that kind of where you're going? She gave it her all, man. Yeah, that's where I'm going. <laughs> Literally her everything, dude. I've never seen someone go that hard at some time. And people notice that. You can browse all through Twitch and YouTube, and you can just point the people that have the passion for it and put it all out there. You know, Because if you just put out average content, you're always just going to stay average. So I think a lot of people can see that, and they, f they find that in a certain channel, and they stick with it because they can see you know, the passion that comes out of the, the content that they make. And so those people that do make it, that make it out there and get millions of views and followers, it's because, like you said, they, they put every effort into it. Even if they're sick, whatever's happening in their life at the moment, they still perform and they put every effort into it because they know that if they put everything into it, sometimes you might not make it and that's fine, but at least you did something. At least you can't say that you didn't try harder i think it was kobe who said he worked out 20 years straight through the flu through yeah. viruses through tough days easy days you know good days never stop working out and i mean look at the man like he's a king right <laughs> rest in peace kobe but i think everyone in to their own extent looks up to him in some way even like the best basketball mm -hmm. players like jordan and lebron and stuff like that um i have this friend hannah so she's very interesting she's a part of phase now um, I knew her before then. We actually met at a bar in Atlanta for a Call of Duty event. Um, it was a gaming bar. It was really cool, though. And she told me something very interesting about her life. She took the exact opposite approach. She wasn't lazy, by all means. She, From what I understood at the time, she scheduled her life all around balance. And so she would never get burned out of something, and she always looked forward to what she was doing next because she limited herself. And her mind at the time, I, I'm assuming it's still the same. She would post one YouTube video a week, would stream maybe once or twice a week, but she'd allow her time to rest. So maybe on a Monday, she'd film her YouTube video. That's it. That's all she'd do. Maybe take her an hour. That's it. Tuesday, she'd start the edit. Wednesday, she'd finish the edit. Thursday, she'd just take a break from it and go live. Friday, you know, now the edit's done. She's going to work on the thumbnail. Saturday, she's going to post it. Come Sunday, she rests. Back to Monday. And what I saw from her was this insane level of balance in her life that directly translated to results. And now I believe personally, besides the FaZe Clan owners, she's the most successful FaZe member. And I bet you haven't even heard about her. She's like got these crazy sponsors. Her fans are diehard. Her streams are like, besides Nick Merckx, maybe she's probably the second most successful FaZe person. Um, her streams absolutely pop off. She got like the sponsorship with like the Smile Direct Club, like the Teeth Whitening Company, G Fuel. Mm. I mean, you name it. She's she's out there killing it. Um, and I mean, I don't I don't want to be that guy, but I'm, I'm I would assume her net worth is somewhere between one and ten million from doing this grind for seven years and just continuously living her life. You know, she'd only spend 
maybe two hours a day working on this. And so she definitely balanced it to bring her best forward. I thought that was very impressive because it's like the kind of the opposite side of the spectrum versus the uh, the Kobe approach, you know, mm-hmm. and the Amy approach. What are your guys' thoughts on that? What do you think about balance? I think it's pretty cool because like all three of us are pursuing different careers as well outside of content creation. Like we're, we're doing this podcast mainly for fun. Like that's the big thing of it is to, yeah. it's a hobby. And like me, I'm going into teaching. I'm going to go be a teacher somewhere. And Carter here is a farmer and Sawyer's working with computers. So we're all doing something else, balancing our, our hobby with our career that we're probably going to have. And if this takes, like, we don't 100% expect it to. Like, it's a hobby. That's where I'm kind of keeping it for now. Um, but we all have other things in our lives, too, that kind of balance this out. This is kind of our free time, that relaxed time that that you were talking about with Hannah, was to be able to yeah. sit here and have a little bit of fun with the recording. That's fantastic. And I think you, you should keep it at that. And I'm sure you're learning something new every time. We've learned so much since we first started. Dude, our first November. <laughs> yeah. If you look back, just I think you could even if you followed our channel for those out there, uh, I'm sure you've already noticed a difference in just the past few months. And I can't wait to see where we go in the next six to six months to a year, you know? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> the learning curve will be great. In a in a good way. In a good way. Not in a bad like our first couple episodes we all had just like headset mics and stuff like that and it was just it was bad man it wasn't it was just like go listen to our first one and we're all just like sound really awkward and really nervous about speaking and whatnot it's just like i feel like learning to calm down and being able to just like speak like you normally would speak to another human being is something i've learned how to do while talking in the microphone with other people listening after we talk about it for sure i don't even yeah it's one of those things that i guarantee you guys are the same way where you don't even just you just don't even notice the microphone you're just having a conversation right Mm -hmm. it's really cool yeah for sure bring bring that attitude forward Um, Uh, and doing this small channel makes me really appreciate how much more there really is out on the internet like what we've been talking about in this episode i don't think the three of us really think about how much really goes on in like the streaming world and the esports world? You know, we're all from a really small town in Washington State, and it's just crazy to think of how much it's grown in the past five, ten years. Um, just like you said, yours started back in 2014. Even since then, I feel like esports and streaming is just in a whole new spectrum. And uh, I think I've I have I had no part of that back when we first started like this channel and everything and just talking with people like you really like helped me appreciate how much more there is out there. It's a whole world, man. It really is. And I'm actually, um, I was writing an audiobook. I don't really know if I'm still doing it, but the, the point of it was that it truly is its own world and it's huge with money, with people, with passion and talent. And it's impressive, you know? It's, it is massive, and it doesn't only have to be with competitive gaming. It could just be fucking, I don't know, World of Warcraft with the boys on a Saturday afternoon, you know? Mm-hmm. It is it is something that, uh, you know, or Clash of Clans, too. I mean, people play that for fun with their friends, like my little cousin. Um, it's cool, though. It really is. Um, I have a question for you guys. What's that? Where do you guys see this podcast going in the next, you know, if it take 
three years down the road, three or five years, whatever you guys want. Um, what's your goal? Where do you, where do you guys see this? You know, do you want to, what do you, what do you guys want to do? Um, I could say something. So I think all of us can agree that we've been appreciating the, the player four episodes, you know, the episodes where we bring a guest on and talk to them and just learn more about them, learn more about the, the topic we're talking about. And uh, for me, what I can see happening down the road is just increasing our knowledge and our appreciation for all kinds of things within the gaming world and entertainment. And uh, anyone along the way who's been with us, who's been listening, you know, they can learn with us and it can just be a big group effort of all of us just having a good time. I mean, every time we, we sit down and record, it's just that, like Colin said, it's that time in our day or our week where we can just chill and talk, just have a good time. And I think that's the kind of vibe we want to keep throughout the next few years is just keeping that good feeling. You know, we don't want to have, I don't think we want to make this into some hardcore streaming channel where we have to stream on a schedule every day and get into that world. Um, but I think the biggest thing is for us to just please our viewers and, and just have a good time. Cool. Yeah, for sure. So, and like for me, in like three years from now, like if we if we do hit a, some sort of trend and some like say we get up to like a thousand followers and whatnot, like a, a decent size, a decent group. I hope to be able to have more of these player four episodes with people that we don't know and that we're able to, to get to know people and their ways of life and what they're into and how they do things. Cause like until today with you, we've only been, stuck within our friend group and within our family group and within all that. So I think that's the big goal is to be able to be with other people, not just ourselves, being able to talk with our followers to being able to talk with our, with others. Yeah. That's an expanding your horizons for sure. And how about you? Soy sauce, Mr. Sawyer. Um, yeah. So when, uh, when we started it, my, I don't know if you guys remember, but the very first thing I said, they brought me on later. They had another guy lined up, um, and I came on. And the first thing I said was, you know, what are we going to do different than anyone else that, you know, what can we do differently? And I think we're, right now we're just in that learning phase. We're trying to f- understand what we like, you know. Um, and then another thing was, what I really enjoy about our podcast is we've had a lot of people on where one of us doesn't know a lot about that person's hobby or their their interests. And we, we do what we call like convince me's or basically player four as well, where we learn about what they like and we ask them questions about it. Like what makes it intriguing? Why do you like it? And I love the response from my family and friends who comment, who tell me about it. And they're like, it was really cool learning about that. I've never thought about it. It's interesting hearing their perspective of why this thing is special. And I hope that we continue down that road a lot of just learning about what people like and letting our guests, I mean, letting us and our viewers understand why people like certain things that maybe we didn't think was cool before or whatnot. Yeah. That's we've super got, cool. We've gotten some funny comments from our family and friends about some yeah. episodes. Like didn't your dad ask you like how to set up his own Xbox so he could play with you or something? Oh yeah. <laughs> I was um what was it? Oh I was talking about Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass. And um I was explaining how it was kinda like Netflix of video games and he came up to me wow Dang it, what do you say? He's like, what's this Game Pass thing? And then a couple weeks later, he got an Xbox and it's awesome. Really? <laughs> yeah, he has one at home. I didn't know that. Yeah, Dude, I didn't tell you, you played with him? 
No, not yet. <laughs> He's busy, but um, yeah. So we, you know, I've I've already seen some people change their minds, or it's just cool to see people who listen who have good reactions, or their minds have changed, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where we, so, we, I we know are, so I know you guys are all somehow like related. Um, you're, you're all in some big family, and uh, does, does your family pretty much like vibe with it? Do they think it's cool? Are they just kind of like whatever? Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of our family supports it and uh, they'll comment about it. My dad, he listened to an episode about farming and some var- farming video games we mentioned, like Stardew Valley, Harvest Moon. And he listened to it on the tractor. So he, he really appreciated that. And I think one of the one of my favorite things that I've heard from our audience is how they would tell us that they felt enticed to try or to play the topic we were talking about. Like the Magic the Gathering card game. You know, a lot of people were saying like, oh, it makes me want to try it or it makes me want to get back into it. And just, it feels good having that interaction with, with the audience and with the viewer. Even if it's just a small audience right now, it still means a lot. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Hey, if you guys can keep improving and I guess influencing people's lives in a positive way with whatever your guest says on here or whatever you guys recommend as a game or whatever you guys say, I mean, that's, I'd say that's a, it's a good foundation to have, you know? For sure. I, I, I can definitely see that, by the way. I like it a lot. Thumbs up. I'm, I'm holding my thumbs <laughs> up. <audience. laughs> so I had an idea to what can make us special on streaming. And I was thinking I could show more skin. What do you think about that? Anytimes.com, <laughs> baby. Girls are taking, it, taking advantage. I just feel like we can, we can get the bear. Um, what do you call it? Chesticles. The Bear Society. <laughs> do you know you, you remind me of? Uh, the dude from Milk Boys. I forgot his name. You look so much like him. <laughs> Maybe the skin thing would work, you know? Which one? Me? Yeah. Oh. I swear. What is that? Is Maybe that the a skin thing would... streamer? Milk or? Boys are like, they, um, they do like these ridiculous pranks. Like, they go over the top, but it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, I think I've seen one of their videos before. But... Like my, sis- my sister and my wife, they tell me... I remind them of Cody Co. Sometimes I don't know him, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like my that. mannerisms or something. They did a video with him, but they did this video, dude. And I was watching it on Instagram. It's so funny. It was like it, he walked up to this like foreign girl, like foreign exchange, like Russian girl or something, and he like asked for a number. And she says yes. And he's like, oh my god, she said yes. And like all these people, like this marching band, like runs out from this tent. This midget, like these hot like bottle girls run out like sparklers <laughs> fireworks going off all because this girl gave a number i was like what the <laughs> fuck dude that is so crazy uh it's funny though they, they do a lot of over the top shit and it's great but yeah you look like you look like one of them else nice <laughs> <laughs> so yeah maybe maybe the maybe the showing more skin thing might might actually uh boost the numbers you know yeah <laughs> start an only fans instead of a twitch account i mean hey. uh-huh. yeah hey whatever so as we're getting close to the end ish we can go as long as we want though but i was just curious what does the future look like for you like what are your aspirations goals you've done a lot of stuff already as a young buck as a young buck (laughs) um i'm trying to buy a house right now trying to buy a house in phoenix i really i have a couple really cool people that i want to move in with that are all about content in their own way. Some of them are in the video game scene. Some are not. They just, you know. And so I have a good friend base out there. 
I'll probably start looking for a girlfriend once I move out there. And honestly, esports was crazy. It was hectic. It was nonstop grind. And I mean, as much fun as that was, it I kind of grew out of that. And so now I'm kind of like entering back into the stock market scene. And I'm really just trying to make smart investments and not necessarily help other people make smart investments because I don't want to control their money. I'm not like, you know, a financial advisor, um, but show them uh, how to do certain things, um, you know, how to do things like trade a stock, you know, what, yeah. what does that look like? And not influence their decisions, but allow them the knowledge in order to do that. And that's, there's a way that I'm doing it right now where I'm basically charging people uh, to enter a discord group chat in order to enter under that sort of vibe and kind of trade alongside of me um, as well as a couple other people that I've seen be very successful within trading. So that's kind of what I'm focused on right now, just growing that group, growing that kind of passive income stream and really getting just moved to Arizona and trying to just kind of settle in. I think I'm at a great transition place in life right now. And um, I think some of my friends are too. That's sick, man. It's awesome. Well, do you have anything you'd like to shout out? Anything you'd like to plug? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll plug my Twitter. Uh, it's at twitter.com slash mindofandrew. Um, you guys can follow me on there. I don't actually tweet that much anymore, but my tweets usually comprise of something stock-related or something pretty funny uh, where I'll roast somebody or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of my main social media junket. So. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on, Andrew. It is fun talking with you guys. And be f for sure, go t check it out. Eh. For sure, go check it out on Twitter. Um, we, we'll have to talk with you again sometime. Uh, catch up another time and maybe have a more straightforward topic other than just about you. Uh, it's really fun talking, though. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for the invite. And it was honestly great getting to know you guys talking about the stuff. And yeah, for sure. If you ever do want me on and you got a topic, I'm so down to talk about something other than myself, you know, and yeah. uh, hey, you guys can, you guys can uh, always invite me back. And hey, one more thing is if you want me to bring a friend next time, I'd totally do that. You know, someone who has a different kind of outlook on life or, you know, maybe one of my female friends or uh, one of my content creation friends or something like that. So just hit me up and I really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Sounds good. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, man. Thanks for sharing your story. I'll catch you barbarian fishing sometime. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Keep advertising, boys. Stay real. Yeah, yeah. All right. See you guys next week. Thanks. See Deuces. Bless you. Thank you.